This is Global Tennessee, news analysis and commentary from the Tennessee World Affairs Council in Nashville. Global Tennessee is produced in association with the Center for International Business at Belmont University and the International Business Council of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. The World Affairs Council is a nonpartisan, nonprofit educational association, and the views expressed on Global Tennessee are those of the participants. Welcome to our podcast. Today we're going to learn about the Ubit H. Humphrey Fellowship Program, which brings accomplished educational leaders from around the world to the United States. In Nashville, the program is hosted by Vanderbilt University, and we'll be talking with one of this year's fellows, Dr. Neda Hodaverdi, and her husband, Sahid Sahabjami, who are here from Iran, and Terry Rustan. Uh, Ned is wrapping up a year in Nashville as a Humphrey Fellow, and she and Saeed will be returning to Iran soon. Terry is a volunteer on our staff at the World Affairs Council and a friendship family of the Humphrey Program. Welcome, Neda, Saeed, and Terry. Great to be here. Thank you to have us here. Thank you for the invitation. Well, we're, we're happy to have you here with us today. We're looking forward to a, a good conversation. Uh, we're going to start with, with the uh, Ubit H. Humphrey Fellowship Program. Not too many people know that there is such a thing here in Nashville or, or what it does, um, but it, uh, it brings talented uh, professionals from around the world uh, to our city and uh, provides a, a one-year program. Um, Netta, why, why don't you tell us about your experience in the Humphrey Program? What... Uh, what was the purpose of uh, your fellowship? Sure. Um, Hubert Humphrey Program uh, is a 10-month fellowship program which is being sponsored by State Department. And uh, it is financially being uh, uh, sponsored by the U.S. Department and U.S. government. Um, it brings people and professionals from all around the world to the U.S. for 10 months. Um, in order to let them experience uh, the education in the U.S. And at the same time, people experience lots of other things, such as cultural things, um, you know. It depends on what state they are in, because they come from different parts of the world and they will be located in different universities in this state. Uh, this year, there were about, if I don't make a mistake, 150 fellows from all around the world and 11 in Nashville, Vanderbilt. So the purpose is bringing professionals from all around the world in order to um, make them ready to go back and uh, use their profession in a better way in their own countries. And at the same time, when the fellows come to the U.S., they contribute to the U.S. educational system as well. And uh, I think that is one of the most important uh, goals of this program as well. Well, we'll, we'll get into uh, more of the details of, of what the fellowship involves. But I was looking at the Vanderbilt website, the, the Humphreys program, and uh, there are representatives from uh, quite a few countries, Argentina, Burundi, Chile, Iran, your your presence, Mexico, two from Pakistan, Palestine, Saudi Arabia, Slovakia, and South Africa. That's quite a uh, diverse group from around the world coming together for this program. Yes, um, that's the wonderful aspect of this fellowship. When you start making friends with people from all around the world, you start learning tons of tons of things that... Um, Without this program, you never 
people have the chance to learn about different cultures and different aspects of living in different parts of the world. You know, it's like traveling to 11 countries while you're in the U.S., and that's the fun part of this program. Well, that's, that's terrific. How did you get interested in, in the, the program? We're going to talk a little bit about your background coming up, but what? Uh, just give us the, uh, the brief description of, of uh, your professional uh, circumstances and how you got interested uh, well, um, Iran's case is a little bit different because we don't have U.S. Embassy located in Iran, and that's why Iranians do not know about this program that much. So somebody should introduce people to this program. Like this year, I introduced some people for the following year, and uh, I was introduced by a friend of mine who were the uh, Humphrey Fellow about two years ago, and thank to her... I uh, had this, I've had this opportunity to be uh, one of the members of this fellowship now. But your, your background in preparation to come to the fellowship, uh, you, were, you were an adjunct uh, lecturer at uh, Islamic Azad University. And, and uh, as I understand, that's a, uh, not just one specific place, that's a system. Yes, uh, Islamic Azad University is like a very big university in Iran, and it has several branches in Tehran and at the same time in uh, other provinces in Iran. Uh, yes, I teach at university. It's been about uh, more than 10 years I've been teaching in university. And at the same time, um, I have been working in language institutes in Tehran, mm-hmm. uh, and your your doctorate in ESL? Yes, I've got my PhD in English, teaching English as a foreign language, which we call it in Iran TEFL. It is sort of uh, the same as applied linguistics. So, um, so I teach both in language institutes and in university. But um, for my PhD dissertation, I focused on something practical. I didn't want to do something theoretical because. In my field of study, there are lots of lots of research and theoretical aspects of teaching English. And uh, honestly, I thought about a year to come up with the idea of teaching English as a foreign language to kids who are on autism spectrum. And uh, actually, we started the project uh, a little bit hopelessly because there were people, very experienced people, telling me that. Um, kids who are on autism spectrum have problems with their first language, let alone mm-hmm. learning another language. But um, with the help of my supervisor and um, the consultant of my project, we decided to do this. And uh, we were thinking about, at the beginning, we were just thinking about doing this project for 10 sessions. But then we changed our decision because we saw that kids are learning and Still, they're learning. Well, we're going to uh, talk more about uh, your your professional work, but uh, th- I was curious what the the launching pad for you was to the Humphrey program, and it was as uh, a PhD uh, at uh, at the university. Uh, so, what what have you done as as a fellow? What what is, uh, uh, has it been like being part of the program? Your your ten months in Nashville uh, with your fellows at uh, at Vanderbilt. The the kinds of things you've you've done. It's um, experiential program, not just uh, a a classroom scholarly program? Well, there are different aspects to this program. Um, When you come to the U.S. as a Humphrey Fellow, you are free to choose whatever course you want in the university that they have chosen for you. So um, 
I audited lots of classes in special education because that's my recent interest. And at the same time, uh, we did lots of, lots of, lots of field trips to different schools in Nashville. I've learned lots of things about uh, educational system in universities and um, schools in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, so it was a great experience. And uh, Terry, you, you've been involved in the Humphrey program as a, a friendship family uh, for this is your second year now. Tell us a little bit about what uh, a friendship family does uh, relative to the, the visitors, uh, the fellows. Yes, it's been two years, and I have to say I feel lucky to be a part of it. I actually became familiar with the Humphrey program when I was at the University of Washington. And when I moved here and saw that there was a Humphrey program, I thought that was great. And then I discovered that they have an, um, an opportunity for members of the community to participate and support as friendship families. And it's really just exactly what it sounds like. It becomes the extended family uh, ideally, for the um, for the fellows, um, and it's it's kind of a chain reaction because there's the uh, there's the f- the friendship family, and then it's the friends of the friendship family, and it becomes a chain of friendships. I think for the um, for the fellows, and it's um, you know it's a great experience. I think it's a win win both ways. There's a lot of learning involved in terms of sharing cultures. But there's also a, a lot of fun. And, um, you know, for example, uh, a lot of the fellows are invited to f- um, families' events, um, holidays, things like that. Netta was kind enough to host a pretty spectacular Persian New Year dinner uh, for colleagues and friends. So it's a, it's a, it's a well, really— Well, I thought I was a friend of yours. Well. How come I didn't get to go? <laughs> Uh, I'm sure you would have been invited, <laughs> yes. So it's quite, it's quite wonderful, and um, one of the things that I've discovered is, uh, and Ned is a perfect example of this, is the, uh, the fellow's willingness to, to try things, right? So uh, maybe one time uh, you're going to the symphony downtown, and, but then you might go line dancing at a honky-tonk or go to a festival. And, you know, there's no lack of festivals in Middle Tennessee. For sure. Uh, right. So it's, um, it's, it's a lovely experience, and, uh, and it's really a great opportunity for the community. And uh, of, of all those things that you've done in 10 months here, the, uh, the honky-tonks and the festivals. and <laughs> tell, tell us some of the, your, uh, the takeaways of your time in Nashville of visiting our state. Um, well, there are too many takeaways. Um, um, well, Americans, but that's a broad word I'm using, I know, but by Americans, I mean those people who live in Nashville. I traveled to other states, but I didn't stay in other states, so I cannot generalize what I know now about Americans. But um, people like Terry and other friendship families helped us a lot to experience lots of lots of cultural things here. And um, I remember when Terry took us for the first time to downtown Nashville and um, to line dancing and to lots of festivals and the uh, cafes here, you know. They're all all good experience that I had here, and I will remember them forever in my life. Now, what's what's your frame of reference for a place like Nashville? Where, where did, um, what what city are you from in Tehran, or in uh, Iran? I'm from Tehran, from Tehran the capital yeah. city. 
So um, it's not like Nashville was a big city. It's just different. If I want to compare Tehran with Nashville, I should say there are lots of differences. Tehran is a very, very crowded city, densely populated. Very cosmopolitan. Very cosmopolitan. Nashville, to me, I mean, the houses are sporadic. And um, the traffic is not really a traffic here. To me, it's nothing. If you come to Tehran, you will see what traffic is. Sure, sure. Now, Saeed, uh, you've you've been uh, in Nashville for three or four weeks now, and you've you've had a, a mini experience of, of Nashville. What what's your uh, reaction to uh, your visit here in Nashville and Tennessee? Yeah, exactly, as you said, it's a compact experience because as the, for these ten months she spent here, she uh, just wants to transfer all these ten months in these three weeks. <laughs> to me and say okay here is this here is that and let's see this let's meet her let meet him and something like that but generally so you're getting the speed course exactly you know compact and (laughs) speed course intensive yeah (laughs) and generally i can say that um, nashville is a green city with good weather i mean i'm talking about the uh, pollution i mean no pollution and uh, mm, especially uh, the people really, really, they are nice. And as they have something that they say, you all. <laughs> 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 and really, they, uh, when you ask question about anything, uh, they answer you very calm, nice, with smile. I love this. I really love it. It is it is a friendly city. Yeah, exactly. I come from New York City, so for me this is uh, this is a different experience. May I add something? Sure, sure. Um as Saad was saying, people here are so nice. I mean, they say hello to you in the elevator, they smile at you in the street, but when I went to New York for a conference, I tried to do the same, <laughs> but it didn't it's, work. It's a different place, yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you have just a couple of weeks left, and uh, any last impressions of the of the fellowship um, that uh, you'd like to share with us uh, for people who were not familiar with the Humphrey Fellowship? And, and really, it, it looks like a great opportunity, not just for the fellows who come, but for the community to, uh, as you said, to be exposed to uh, all those different a dozen or so uh, cultures and and uh, the events and, and things that you connect uh, yourselves with going to schools and so forth. So uh, all in all, what what would you reflect back on when, when you get home and think back about your Well, your something interesting. Um, when I arrived, um, I was receiving lots of questions from Americans about Iran, and they were asking uh, interesting questions from me about uh, Iranian women, whether they work or not, what do they wear, is it all black? And asking questions such as, did you buy your clothes in the U.S. or you bought it back home? You know, um, and I feel like maybe Americans are under a severe censorship knowing about other countries. I thought Iran is under censorship, but I, I, I changed my mind completely. So I now believe that Iranians know. I mean, we have a true image of Americans but unfortunately, Americans do not have a true image of Im- Iranians. So um, facing lots of peoples here, they ask me lots of questions. And um, when I replied the questions, I saw the surprise in their eyes. And that was 
it, it it gave me a great feeling when I started like talking about my country and uh, see the reactions. So, um, sorry, I missed your question. No, no, I, I, was, I was just asking the things that you were reflecting upon, and, and that's certainly... Yeah, that, that's uh, one of the things. And another thing is the educational system in the U.S. I really appreciate what's going on in the universities in the U.S. Mm -hmm. It's totally different from what we have in our country. I'm not saying like what we have is not good or what we have here, it's great, but um, it's very different. Um, if I want to talk about the classes that I audited, I can say that the atmosphere in the class, it's 100% stress-free. Like it is really, really student-centered and teachers are, I mean, the professors are really kind with students. You don't see this back home. I mean, I don't see that in Iran because I teach in university and if I want to teach like that, it doesn't work. So <laughs> um, here students feel free and they can choose. They want to do a homework for their final examination or they want to do a final examination. But in Iran, they don't have any choice. I mean, it's all uh, assessment based. And uh, when we had like field trips to schools in Nashville, I, uh, I, I felt a lot of difference between the schools in Iran and the schools in the US. It's just a difference. I'm not judging. Sure, I don't know sure. which one is better. But there is a huge difference. And, and I think among American universities and, uh, and colleges, there are different styles that you'll go and, and different professors have their own styles. So it's 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 probably close to, as you describe, but not universal among uh, classrooms ar around the country. Right. From, and you, uh, Terry, you were at the University of Washington and, and uh, you probably have seen various styles in, in university settings that... Uh, yeah, absolutely. That and have been different. It, yeah, and it makes a big difference, I think. I mean, I think Nashville is so lucky because we have this, uh, you know, rich academic center, right, with Vanderbilt, Belmont, Lipscomb. Um, and these smaller universities are, you know, very different than our major research universities. And I think, and this is just my opinion, but I think for a Humphrey Fellow, uh, to be able to be at a place like Vanderbilt, which is a little more manageable in terms of size, um, but still a very rich academic center, is is really kind of the ideal. As far as the uh, uh, your appraisal that Americans don't know much about Iran, I wouldn't say that specifically about Iran, and that's why the World Affairs Council exists and. And I'll take this opportunity to give ourselves a little plug here. Uh, we, we see a need to increase the understanding uh, and awareness of, of Americans, especially those in our community here in Nashville and Middle Tennessee, to understand what's going on in the world because it is a complex world and, and uh, every country is different. Um, but we all share common values and, and we hope to build bridges and, and increase awareness. So I think it's, it's, um, it's a general quality of Americans uh, that uh, they may not know as much as they should about about the world and and some of us are working to uh, to help correct that and especially in, in cases of uh, relationships with with countries like uh, the United States has with Iran which may from time to time be uh, extremely difficult it's important to understand one another and the people of each country um, not just the uh, the governments of, of either. Well, we are uh, uh, the 
Global Tennessee podcast, and uh, we are uh, talking uh, with Humphrey fellow uh, Dr. Neta Odoverdi and Saeed, uh, who is here for a few weeks before going back to Iran. We're going to take a, a quick break, and then we'll be back uh, to talk more about their interests and uh, what they uh, uh, look forward to doing, and we will be back in just one minute. You're listening to Global Tennessee from the World Affairs Council. We invite you to share your thoughts with us in email, info at tnwac.org. You can subscribe to the World Affairs Council newsletter on the website, tnwac.org. And you can like us on Facebook at Tennessee WAC, as well as follow us on Twitter at tnwac. Don't forget to tell your friends about Global Tennessee and the World Affairs Council. This podcast and other educational programs from the World Affairs Council are supported by you and our sponsors. Are you interested in supporting global affairs awareness in your community? Visit tnwac.org for more information. Welcome back. This is uh, Global Tennessee. I'm Patrick Ryan from the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Uh, We're talking today with uh, Vanderbilt Humphrey Fellow, Dr. Netta Hodaverdi and her husband, Saeed uh, Saheb Jami, and Terry Rustan of the World Affairs Council and a friendship family at the Humphrey Fellowship. And we're talking about uh, uh, Netta's experience as a Humphrey Fellow and, and 10 months in Nashville, Tennessee. Netta, we, we talked about the, uh, the fellowship, and one thing we didn't address was uh, the Humphrey Fellowship community service. And I understand that um, and, and Terry, you you may have some comments as as well, but uh, what what does that involve as far as Humphrey Fellows being involved in the in the Nashville community? That was an interesting experience. Uh, I guess all the fellows had uh, because uh, doing community service doesn't matter where in the world you are. Just mm-hmm. the, the feeling that you you have when you're helping other people, it's a great feeling. And we did it like halfway through the fellowship, uh, and then maybe after that two or three more times and and we 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 did it on food bank and the marathon and uh, you know it was a great feeling like giving water to those people who were running it was my first time and i really really enjoyed that and when we talked about the experience of community service after the events uh, most of the fellows felt really good and this self-satisfaction feeling feeling always uh, makes people happy. Well, it, uh, so these were, uh, in general, volunteer activities in, in various uh, uh, facets in the community. Terry, did, are you familiar with the community service and some of the things that Humphrey Fellows do over, over time? Um, you know, just what um, uh, just what Netta was talking about. They do have some projects. They have been very active. I know with the food bank um, last year. I think they did um, a fair amount of work in schools. You know, things like painting. Mm-hmm. Um, very you know hands on kinds of things. I I would just add that I think that um, the Humphrey program and the Humphrey Fellows are very generous with their time to the community, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's admirable. Well, that's, uh, that's a terrific component to, uh, to the fellowship. Uh, let's talk, uh, you touched a little bit on, on your interest, uh, your uh, professional academic interest as uh, a, uh, a professor at university and your experience in uh, autism and uh, 
uh, ESL as uh, a learning tool for youth with uh, autism. Tell us more about that. Well, um, you know, kids who are on autism spectrum, um, they are talented in different ways. So the thing is that we as neurotypical people, we have the responsibility of finding out what their talents are. So um, as I said before, for my PhD dissertation topic, I was looking for something practical and something that can help a group of people in its real sense. So it took me about one year to come up with this idea. And uh, at the beginning, as I said, we were just thinking about having 10 sessions or seven sessions as a pilot study. Um, but fortunately, uh, and unbelievably, the kids started learning right after the first session. And they started like one of them started making jokes in English. That was unbelievable. And after 14 sessions, um, it was a case of study. Look, I had just two cases. But after 14 sessions, uh, they started greeting each other in English. And, you know, their mothers were crying. I was crying. It was unbelievable. Um, so I started this project back in 2015. Actually, I started thinking about that in 2014. But it took me a year to um, come up with the materials and the methodology. I was thinking how to teach them and all of those things and the lesson plans and the place I, want to, I wanted to uh, um, do this project. Anyway, uh, since 2015, um, uh, they have been learning English and they are now I can say good English speakers and the interesting thing is that they are more comfortable with English uh, comparing to their mother tongue and that's the amazing part of this project actually I started this project in Saeed's language institute uh, back then he was not my husband but after the project we got married and that project was uh, a success blessing <laughs> <laughs> He is really interested in doing international things. So, so why, why don't you tell us about the uh, the cultural institute, the uh, Sayed Cultural and Education Institute in uh, Tehran, and, and the work that you're doing there? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, uh, the most often institutes in Iran, um, they have many classes, and they just. Um, uh, have some placement tests and then they put the students in the group and with the teacher for example elementary level intermediate level or something like that mm -hmm. and then they start the course usually the course it takes about three months um, I thought by myself it's about 2011 uh, we need to change this way because um, I saw that in Iran, or especially in Tehran, the most of the students after four or five or six years, uh, when you start to speak with them, uh, you their response is not that qualified after six years. So six years they spent lots of time and no, uh, I mean, uh, output. Uh, we just um, started this institute all the classes started uh, individually. It means that for each student or for two or three, because it's private and semi-private classes, for each student or two or three students, we just open new case. 
at that time. Mm -hmm. And then this is always my goal at that to do some international um, I mean relation, uh, especially for the summer camps and something like that. And I started with Czech Republic at the beginning, and I just uh, signed I mean uh, contract with one is an institute uh, and it's the international school. Its name's Karlsbad International School in Karlovivari in Czech Republic. Uh, it's about six years ago and then I just so these are camps that you set up in foreign countries for Iranian students to yes exactly. attend yes and then I just make it I mean I mean bigger I mean this activity I started to uh, uh, work with another international uh, uh, company its name is in Forex Don Quixote in Spain and uh, it's uh, originally from uh, South America, uh, but you know that their language is Spanish, and they just—I uh, mean—they uh, they just have another branch in Spain. Mm -hmm. And then again, you know, I'm hungry about this job, <laughs> and I just continued and signed another contract with another uh, international school in Finland, Helsinki. Its name's Kielo International School. And it's gone on and uh, happened also in Singapore. And, you know, uh, I just want to um, make a... Um, so it's bridge building and cultural understanding for uh, Iranian students abroad. Yes, because uh, I want that Iranian student, um, they can see different culture instead mm -hmm. of, for example, English and something like that. Sure. It's just, I mean, to uh, make friends with the other words. And then they can understand. And because when they just have good relation with the international schools, and uh, they can uh, make a good decision in the future, and they can uh, be uh, good, I mean, political people, or I don't know, economical people, I don't know, it depends. They can help the I mean, country to grow up. And But it's too difficult uh, to, you know, be in these <laughs> contracts. Sure, sure. <laughs> Well, good luck with that when you uh, return to Tehran um, and continue your work with the Thank Cultural you. and Educational uh, Institute. Uh, Neda, uh, when you go back, where where do you pick up uh, from your absence of 10 months? What uh, What's waiting for you? Well, actually, my uh, students, I mean, the students who are on autism spectrum, they are counting the days to see me. Um, uh, when I left Iran uh, last August, I uh, trained one teacher, a, f a good friend of mine, and she was teaching them all through these 10 months. I mean, they didn't stop learning English. I didn't want that happen just for a fellowship of mine. So I'm going back to them, and I'm thinking about expanding the uh, project. I am, um, while I was in Nashville during my fellowship program, I worked on uh, teacher training courses for those teachers who are interested in teaching kids who are on autism spectrum because most language teachers are a little bit of afraid in entering this realm because it's not their, um, you know, field of study. Because when you study 
at TEFL in Iran, there is no reference to special education. Uh, so one of the things I'm really looking forward to writing an article on maybe in future is connecting the world of applied linguistics and special education. I truly believe that these two groups of people, which are not connected now, should be connected. And this can help uh, all the people with disabilities or severe disabilities to uh, learn languages because learning a language is not just a language when you learn a language there is a culture behind that there are lots of uh, opportunities you know let me just give you one example in iran when somebody knows english that person can teach english so um I think my students who are now learning English, I mean, my uh, students who are on autism spectrum, um, they can teach English in future, and that can be a good um, opportunity for them to make money. So the things that uh, you may have picked up in the Humphrey Fellow Program, the special education classes, uh, will that have any applicability to what uh, you do when you return? Yes, sure, yes. It, it, I, it changed my perspective. To a great extent, the classes that I audited, I want to thank Dr. Carter through this podcast. Oh, please, yes. please uh, yeah. give credit to uh, any any uh, people that uh, you yeah. want to mention. Dr. Eric Carter, I mean, he is one of the best professors in Vanderbilt University with regard to special education. So I audited his classes and I have learned a lot from him. So he changed my perspective uh, on special education. So when I go back home, I'm going to work on special education from another perspective. I mean, you know, working on inclusiveness and all those things which are related to that. Terrific. Well, this is the Global Tennessee Podcast from the Tennessee World Affairs Council. I'm Patrick Ryan, and we're talking with uh, Humphrey Fellow Dr. Netta Hodaverdi and her husband, Saheed Saheb Jami and Terry Rustan, uh, who's on the World Affairs Council staff as a volunteer and a friendship family in the Humphrey program. And we've got just a few minutes left. Um, uh, Netta, uh, any last thoughts about uh, your experience in, in Tennessee? Will you will you miss it, or uh, are you getting homesick and ready to go home, or a little of both? I think a little bit of both. I'm sure when I go back, I'm going to have this feeling of... Um, after cultural shock, maybe, or post-cultural shock. No line dancing? Yeah, um, no line dancing. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going to miss Nashville. I've made a lot of good friends here, and um, um, generally I love this city. It was a peaceful city for living, so uh, going back to Tehran and all those crowded streets and lots of people in the streets, it makes me a little bit afraid, but I, I'm sure I will get used to it so quickly. Well, we're, we're pleased that you were able to spend time in, in Nashville and uh, the fellowship and enjoyed uh, the company of, of your fellows. I, I take it you'll all be uh, staying in touch with one another? Yes, yeah, sure. A good, yeah. good network of, uh, of friends. Well, that's, uh, that, that's terrific. We're, we're so pleased that uh, you came to talk to Global Tennessee today uh, to talk about your experience as, as a Humphrey Fellow. And Saeed, best, uh, best of luck and wishes with uh, your cultural uh, institute in, in Tehran, and, and good luck continuing to build bridges uh, among young people. Any, any last uh, thoughts about uh, your experience or uh, what, uh, what you'd like to, any more professors that you want to credit or uh, the Humphrey, Humphrey Fellow uh, honorable mentions? Well, uh, one of the 
I mean, I have two more points to mention. I can say friendship families were the, um, I mean, they are the most important part of the fellowship program because when fellows come here for the first time in the U.S., um, when they feel that there are some people who are caring for them and supporting them in any way that you can think of, like shopping or you know anything that you can think of so um that that's a great feeling and it was my first time that i was experiencing this so and i really love that and i'm sure i will keep in touch with all of them for the rest of my life and i hope one day i can host them anywhere in the world we're, we're all looking forward to the the days where we can come and go <laughs> more more freely than than we have been able to and in terms of uh, friendship families i i don't think you could have uh, had a, a better one than than terry and we're exactly we're, ha- we're happy she's involved here at the world affairs council and you wanted to say one more thing yeah and i want to thank nancy dixon who is the coordinator of humphrey fellowship program in Vanderbilt University for 10 years. And this year we celebrated the 10th anniversary of Humphrey Fellowship in Vanderbilt and the 40th anniversary of Humphrey Fellowship Program in Minnesota. So, and I was so lucky to be chosen by the other fellows and the Humphrey Program to go to Minnesota and enjoy the 40th gala. Oh, terrific, that's that's great. Well, thank you again for coming in and talking with uh, Global Tennessee about your experience in the Humphrey Fellow Program and your work with uh, young people in, uh, in, with autism uh, and say your, your work with young people as well. Thank you. I just only the thing that I want to say is this. I hope that these things that we are doing just bring peace all around the world. Well, thank you. We'll, we'll continue to try to build bridges and understanding, uh, especially in our community where People need to know more about what's happening in the world, and and we thank you for coming in to, to share your experiences so they might have a better understanding. You've been listening to Global Tennessee. I'm Patrick Ryan from the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Uh, please take a look at our website, tnwac.org, for information about becoming a member or making a gift. We're a nonprofit, nonpartisan educational charity. We're tax-exempt, so you can write it off your taxes. Uh, So please consider that. But uh, we do rely on people becoming members to uh, keep the World Affairs Council moving along and helping to build bridges. Again, Patrick Ryan, Tennessee World Affairs Council, thanks for listening. This has been Global Tennessee from the World Affairs Council in cooperation with the Center for International Business at Belmont University and the International Business Council of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. The executive producer of Global Tennessee is Patrick Ryan. Senior producer, Logan Monday. Technical advisor, Bill Ryan. And the voice of Global Tennessee, as well as the Penn Jones Conspiracy, I'm Benjamin Olson. Visit tnwac.org slash podcast for more information. 